Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Today is an episode of Down the Rabbit Hole with the Rabbit Hole Gang discussing Solana NFTs. We've got Yoni back on the show after a brief hiatus along with Drew and I, and we talk about the Solana tech, the benefits and upside of that, some OG Solana NFTs, the best wallet to use on the network. Spoiler alert, it's Phantom. And we also talk about a few of the new and exciting soul projects out there. It's a great talk with a lot more to come. So get your popcorn ready and tune in right now to Down the Rabbit Hole here on Domain Sherpa. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. Jay On, and I am the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is a down the rabbit hole, and I'm super, super hype about this because we brought our boy Yoni, one of the original co-hosts of this show, back on the show. It's been a minute. He's been off doing his thing, taking over the world. We're able to grab him for the show today. So Yoni, a.k.a. Young Money, a.k.a. Blue Steel, a.k.a. Magnum. What up, man? How we doing? Not bad. Just been crazy busy. Too many things happening. That is what's up. That's what's up. Anyway, so as we say here on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains. And in the reverse, our work in domains has us going down the rabbit hole all the time into different areas. A lot of those are really familiar to us. Crypto, NFTs, digital assets, some not so familiar. We actually have a show coming up in a week where we're getting into uh, daily fantasy sports, where uh, we're bringing Andrew Miller and a couple of OGs in that space. That's going to be really dope. But today's show is, is going to be an NFTs show. So NFTs nuts. We are going to get busy and we are specifically going to talk about Solana NFTs. And then we're going to get into a whole bunch of other stuff, whatever we feel like talking about. So then just to finalize and finish up the intros, we also got my man, 50 Grand, Andrew Rosner, a.k.a. Morpheus, a.k.a. John Galt, a.k.a. the Dirk Diggler, domain names, what it do, coming fresh off the uh, sale of metaverse.org. What, what it looked like, what's happening, what's going on, man? Yeah, man, all good. All good. You know, my, things are on fire. It's all good. Everything is crazy, man. All good everything, stuff, though. Everything. The flames are burning. <laughs> everything is crazy, but all in a good way. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's it. So uh, that's the intro for the show. So we're going to get it cracking. Like I said, today, we are going to be doing our down the rabbit hole, rabbit hole gang, NFTs, focusing somewhat on Solana NFTs, which I'm super interested about. I've got some. We'll talk about that. And uh, I know Yoni spends a decent amount of time fucking around with those. And uh, so does Drew. And uh, so this is going to be really, really cool. We're going to get into all that. So let's get it. NFT unit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. I mean, by the time the show airs, we'll probably drop it on Monday. We'll get Billy to work over the weekend, do some post-production, button it up and then drop it like it's hot. And uh, but yeah, so uh, let's get it cracking. So we're talking about Solana NFTs. I mean, for me, I've got a handful. I've got the DGen Apes. You know, which for, uh, you know, as a lot of people know, that was kind of sort of the original. Um, well, let, let, let me ask that question. So, Yoni, you're, 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 in, you're involved in the Solana NFTs a decent amount. You know, are DGN Apes considered the OGs or are there other projects that folks that that are really doing the Solana thing a lot like focus on or consider to be more OG than the DGN Apes? Well, I mean, so, yeah, so it's either way. I think it's one of the originals. Um, so really, there were maybe a couple of NFTs on top of Solana that people were not really into. And, and you know, they came out maybe in a period of maybe August, mid-August, beginning of August or so. And then late August, they started to be a big influx of, or even mid to late August, there started to be a big influx of new NFTs coming onto Solana. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when the whole Solana NFT space exploded. Yep. So one of them was the Legion Apes. Another one is the Solana Monkey business. Mm -hmm. That's the one we talked about. And another one is Stugbirds. So all of them, in my opinion, they're kind of like the OGs. I mean, technically, they're older NFTs on Solana. So one of them is, for example, Solarians. Some people, effectively, I think the claim is that they're the oldest ones, um, which may be true, but, you know, it just depends on how you count it, I guess, because I think they were the first ones to do a mint but uh, since it was quite expensive the mint took quite long to finish so they actually even finished their mint after degen apes and so on finished okay theirs. yeah i so mean oh god but, but i think at this moment in time i think i would probably 
categorize three projects as kind of like the OG projects. Um, one of them would be, yeah, the Dijon Apes. Another one is the Solana Monkey Business. Another one is the Thug Birds. I think so those it's are thug birds, thug birds, OG ones. And the other ones that are like Solarians and so on, I think they mainly have almost like historical value because mm -hmm. chronologically they happen to be somewhere at the very, very beginning. Yep. But at the same time, I'm not sure how valuable it is. You know, let's say if we look at it a decade from now, I think literally anything that's got minted in 2021 will look like the OGs. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm with it, man. I mean, obviously you're right. As time spreads out, you know, then anything that's from the early days will be literally yeah. like, you know, kind of bucketed together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because I think obviously- but, Hold up. I just want to say that we also didn't talk about crypto kickers. And I have, I really did buy one. I bought one of the first, I think it was really one of the first projects. It was probably and one of the first It was projects. a mess. It was a mess. I mean, the whole site was a mess. The minting was a mess. Uh, but I ended up with a couple. I sold one, uh, which I didn't even know I did. And then mm -hmm. I ended up, I still got the pizza shoes. What do they look like? Are they just, are they feet? Are they like full, like, what are they? Uh, yeah, I mean. And Billy can post uh, them up. He can throw shoes. these things it's up. It's shoes like. and they spin, they, they, they kind of spin, you know? And yeah, uh, you can see. Right? 3D shoes, yes. 3D, 3D like pixelated shoes, like 8-bit pixel shoes. All right. Uh, no, but minor sure. pizza. I tried, you know, so the ones I really wanted were the the Bitcoin shoes. Um, but I don't know why, like at the time, the whole site was a mess. And I was like trying for probably an hour to buy those. I couldn't buy them. Uh, somehow I ended up with the pizza shoes. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Anyways, now, now but I guess nobody cares about them. Because, I mean, honestly, personally, I already have thousands of Solana NFTs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just... Unfortunately, it became way too easy to just press a button and you yeah. Know, well, you know that's what's dope about NFTs in general. You know, it's like when you, uh, you know, once you get into that flow, it's like man, it's just you want to just want to keep grabbing more and more. And so let's talk. So Solana, like my experience is that you know minting and you know there's no gas fees, right? That's what I think is also you know where creates a real opportunity for Solana. Um, are there other sort of uh, you know uh, coins or you know that could compete with Solana in the same way. Like, you know, you've got yeah. Solana's got a lot of advantages over Ether. Ether got out there first. So you've got Bored Apes and obviously so many Ethereum projects that have established a foothold, right? You know, big first mover advantage. And there's obviously certain things that make Ethereum special. But, you know, Solana having literally like no gas and very quick, um, you know, processing or whatever transactions obviously add a lot of benefit to the Solana ecosystem. Um, and now as the art and things start to catch up, the marketplaces get better, you know, mm -hmm. creates real competition. Are there any others like Polygon and some of this other stuff, ADA, like any of that shit that's really well, like. So, so technically Polygon is kind of like a second layer chain uh, on top of Ethereum. So I'm not really sure um, in terms of at least NFTs, how they operate. So I'm not really sure if there is anything that they offer in terms of layer one directly. Okay. Um, ADA just very recently start, started allowing it, but the whole thing is very clunky. So, I mean, the real issue for all of these competitors is that they need to offer something that's going to be at minimum just as good. Mm -hmm. And I played around with a bunch of different ones and literally there is nothing like it. And that's yeah. why, that's how I even really ended up with Solana to begin with, if you guys remember. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. I, I mean, for folks who, yeah, yeah, real quick, just to interject. I mean, you know, when we started the rabbit hole series, this was the three of us on here. And a lot of that was driven by talking, you know, you talking about your Solana experience, some of the DeFi, the yield farming, a lot of that shit that we were mm -hmm. getting into at that time, which was really the impetus of the whole rabbit hole show starting in the first place. And then we all got super hype on NFTs and then, you know, we kind of segued off into the board apes and everything that we were doing over in Ethereum. You as a Solana maxi almost, right? Like yeah, basically, you know, pivoted that way into those <laughs> NFTs, which is also why it's fucking awesome to tie this together with this show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, well, it's funny. I saw, so there was a point where that, that one day, uh, a couple months ago where Solana, like basically like got overloaded, you know, I'm like the system mm -hmm. overheated, you know what I mean? They literally had to, had to <laughs> unplug it and plug it back in, you know what I mean? But yeah. I saw some people tweeting and they're like, yo, ADA doesn't have this problem. And somebody was like, 
ADA doesn't have any activity. Well, yeah, I mean, when you had the amount of transactions that actually what it took to actually overheat the system was was incredible. It's crazy. And, you yeah. know, it's those kinds of things in a way, those hiccups are almost good and healthy as long as they're recoverable and allow folks to, you know, sort of grow, evolve, get better, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, as long as it doesn't completely break everything and people lose yeah, a lot of and, stuff. And, and also, else. I wanted to interject just to mention that technically Solana is actually still in beta. So keep in mind, everybody, yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, your own personal risk assessment. That's fair. But that's actually one of the reasons I'm even interested in, in it, because actually, to me, all of these things, uh, especially if you consider that, you know, maybe some of these things are inevitable, about Solana, let's say, becoming the number three and solidifying its position there. To me, effectively, it means that all of these things, like let's say the moment that Solana is no longer in beta, that's already, I think, should be worth at least 20% bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like a lot of, like, for example, there is no even mobile NFT wallet yet. In fact, even mobile wallets in general, like the ones that don't really support NFTs, they're not good. So right now there's two big companies like, well, one of them is Phantom. By the way, if anybody wants to play around with Solana NFTs, make sure you download Phantom. Yep, Phantom, yeah. PH Phantom is yeah, the wallet PH that you Phantom, want to utilize for sure. App, yep. APP. Mm-hmm. And that's probably right now the best wallet on Solana. Yep. But really there's another one called Solflare, S-O-L-Flare.com. Mm-hmm. And both of them are about to release their mobile Oh, dope. I think that will also make. I actually think wallet. Phantom is one of the best wallets I've used across any chain. Actually, yeah. I, I think yeah. Phantom is really a, a super smooth yeah. wallet, like way better, easier than MetaMask, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. And, and also keep in mind that they're onboarding more than 100,000 users a week. Wow. So think about crazy, what that yeah. means in terms of where NFTs are heading, because really, let's say a lot of the even why there are gas fees on Ethereum, it's ironically those NFTs. So, because those are the transaction heavy kind of products, especially because yeah. you have to do it at a specific time. And, you know, and that's when the network gets overloaded, you know, in this like half hour that NFTs are dropping on. So as a result, that's why kind of like, at least from my perspective, it's inevitable that effectively more and more projects are going to choose to launch on Solana instead of, instead of Ethereum. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. You know, as the, you know, the transaction, now there's also the rumor of what, like, you know, 2.0, like the ether, like the second layer is going to get released and that's going to help with some of these kinds of things. But the problem is that it's only going to get released in a year. And even then most people are claiming right now that it's actually not really going to, help that much it will let's let's say yeah you know, yeah it's true transactions are going to be half the price well when it was four hundred dollars at peak and now it's going to be two hundred dollars at peak i mean how do you compare how do you compete with solana when it's like 100 for a cent yeah at, oh well you know, you know well and this was crazy i mean the other day you only so this is last week you know i was trying to delist i i think my one of my dj apes yeah. so to get that drop yeah and i realized i'd pulled all my solana out and i moved it now all right, let's do the normal disclaimers. None of this is financial advice. You know, we all yeah. have different holdings and things. I mean, for what it's worth, my main crypto holdings are Bitcoin, Ether, and Solana. I mean, those are like the three that I hold. I mean, I've got a couple of other things, but, you know, but again, none of this is like, we're not even pumping our bags. This is just informational yeah. purposes only, just so everybody knows. But anyway, but when I, so, you you know, Yoni, I wanted to delist my DJ Apes. I'd move my Solana out of my Phantom wallet, which I also use, and I would also say is a really clean, wallet metamask is a pain in the ass man at times and you know mm-hmm. phantom is a pretty good user experience for what it's worth um and, and again way, just keep in mind that phantom is also about to start an ethereum wallet so oh that's, that's interesting. Be interesting because it's going to create a way nicer bridge between the two ecosystems Ooh, and also right. there's going to be quite a bit of competition that's what i'm oh that'd be nice about. man because i could you know because that's part of where i think you know the space needs to be pushed because some of the shit that just doesn't work great. Right. And like, when you realize like gas fees, I remember the first time I got involved in a quote unquote gas war. And I'm like, wait a minute, you tell me I'm about to spend potentially hundreds of dollars in gas fees. And I might not even get the NFT. Like what? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That shit is, that was crazy to me. I was like, so I'm just throwing money at a wall, hoping that you guys grant me this gift. Like, fuck off. Like if I'm giving you my money, you're giving me something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm yeah. 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 the privilege to participate anyway. But that being said, 
So it was like a week ago. I needed to delist um, a DGen8. You know, I'm talking to Yoni and I'm like, oh, shit, I have no soul. And he's like, here, let me send you like 0.1 soul. And I'm like, all right, cool. Is that going to he's like, yeah, that'll be enough. You'll be good for like two months. You know <laughs> like a saying? month. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And I was like, oh, shit. Like that was like really like a fucking moment because I'm like, you know, you're right. Like, you know, this like meanwhile, if you gave me 0.1 ether. Like that shit would last like a day, depending on what I'm doing. You know a what I mean? A day? So, you? I mean, it's like there might be one gas fee if you're at you know rush hour. Yeah. So no, I think all that is mad interesting, and obviously, and by look. By the way, sorry, just to add to that, there is a pretty cool website that you can check out. It's called fees solar. So f e e s dot solar. Yeah. And you can input your Solana address, and will calculate. Effectively, it will go through all your blockchain history. It will calculate how much fees you paid yep. and, you know, like effectively, like, uh, you know, like just calculate everything. And then you'll see, once you see it, like, cause people are doing it, they pay like 5,000 transactions. It's going to be like, Oh, it was like a dollar 50, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. And I'm with you. And then there's a couple of things where you can actually do the same thing for Ethereum. I was trying to find the site, um, but there's also a way you can do the same thing to calculate your gas fees. And I see people yeah. when they post it'll make you cry. It'll make I mean, you cry. <laughs> dude, it's crazy for like the big whales and shit. Now, granted, folks have been able to take Listen, advantage of a I just, I just did it. I've sp- I've spent oh, a total of I've spent a total of 37 cents. For what? Oh, on and, Sol? And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and you know uh, how many transactions? A lot. <laughs> I mean, every, <laughs> like, I mean, at at That's an crazy. absolute minimum, just from like, you know, yield farming. At an absolute minimum, it's about five, six, ten transactions every every day since since April. Yeah. Uh, literally, without fail, every day since April, I've spent thirty seven cents. Yeah, and, and then also keep in mind, effectively, what that means is that okay, let's say let's say every transaction was two hundred dollars. I'm sure you can make it work one way or another, but that doesn't like that doesn't really help. Kind of, I guess the the world to adopt this tech. Like you need a tech here, like. So, for example, I did 2,806 transactions. It cost me 0.02 sol. So that's $4.60. Yeah. So, and I've done like almost 3,000 transactions with this one wallet. So, yeah. so think about what that means. Like, like this is not even comparable. These are yeah. like, not only that, effectively with Ethereum, like literally if if were to let's say triple in price this would be all the transactions would be triple price in here they have actually a mandate of upgrading so in other words right now the system is handling up up can handle up to fifty thousand transactions per second even though mm-hmm. when it broke it actually broke under a load of six hundred thousand per second even though that wasn't transactions that was technically just queries to attempt transactions but either way that's an interesting thing like in other words the that there is maybe a hard limit but especially if you continue upgrading that hard limit you know you get into very interesting territory so yeah it's yeah, yeah. ethereum but that's really the only disadvantage well i mean that becomes that become more, more decentralized over time yeah and, and that becomes even more uh faster than uh things like visa right like visas i think one hundred fifty thousand a second right yeah that's a lot less actually or hundred, like, yes, like ten thousand or something. I think it's more. I think it's six figures. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but this it means effectively this is scalable to yeah about two thousand two thousand transactions a second. Two thousand, yeah. So no problem. We can put Visa and Mastercard and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. the point is that this is, this has how about it's only two thousand? No. Uh, Visa, for example, handles seventeen hundred transactions per second. Although Visa claims a whopping twenty-four thousand transaction per second, a widely debated figure. Now, this is according to some shit online. I don't know. I just googled it. But either way, we're talking max. Visa claims twenty-four thousand. It's still smaller than you know. It still can fit inside the fucking trunk, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're saying. And it really, I think, kind of comes down to the fact that they are relying on proof of stake and proof of history at the same time, which is actually completely new and different tech than what Ethereum does. Because technically, with Ethereum, somebody can come in and rearrange all the transactions that have already happened. Mm-hmm. So, whereas here, it's not possible. And the fact that there is a timestamp on every transaction 
which is like you would think, wow, well, <laughs> what a crazy technological advancement. But really that allows the records to be more reliable because then there is no, like in other words, if a transaction happened yesterday, there is no debate about when it happened today. Which Yo, talking to Yoni makes me literally want to move all my shit to Seoul, get rid of all my Ether and well, NFTs. That, that's the like, problem. I mean, like, you know, like <laughs> it, it's, it was hard for me, like, to even make that move myself. But, like, I just saw it. And I mean, okay, maybe now it's actually easier because now it's obvious that Solana is in a good position. And also, it's funny because, like, I'm really mainly into it for DeFi, but NFTs are the secret onboarding weapon. 100%. That- that nobody across, across, across the board it's a trojan horse it's like people are like i don't know about all this crypto shit uh, you know it, it just doesn't you know look we're like financial people transactional people this is what we do for a living and so this was a natural genesis for us but like for the average joe who's like look i don't want to get into the world of finance i don't want to i don't care i don't crypto is it's a leap and but then when you introduce NFTs, now it's not about finance, it's about culture. And everybody fucks with culture. And so it really is the greatest Trojan horse ever to onboard the entire planet into crypto. Yeah. Especially because all the NFTs are usually like cartoonish photos. Yeah. Animals, and it's very, like nobody's going to suspect it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and it, and look, and we're all kids at heart, right? So when you start getting into shit about gaming and sports and, you know, yeah. like art and culture and combined with social media, finance and tech, it's like, and community and all into this wrapping of community, like all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. like, shit, this is, this investing is fun as shit. Oh, I'm making money. I'm buying fucking pictures of cool shit. You know, there's this further utility, there's gaming, there's gamification, there's tokenomics. Like, you know, I mean, this is, it scratches so many itches and it definitely makes it you know, feasible for a lot more folks to get involved. And because you have so many different kinds of NFTs, you know, there's a lot of different sort of ways for people to kind of feel like, yo, that's really dope. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. So with that, because um, let's segue into a little bit about like, so the more, you know, we talked about the OG NFTs on Solana, talked about the benefits of Solana, why Solana is dope. Um, so when we look at like the current NFT market and some of the stuff, like what are some of the things that you've minted lately? Or what are some things that are like, you know, that are dope, like Soulsteads, right? I saw Soulsteads was something that I saw dropped like a month and change ago. And I thought that was really, really cool. Because it's the idea of like, you could get basically a crib. It's got an address like, it was, you know, and I love when the new stuff comes out. That's a little different than other stuff, because and I immediately I missed the mint and then it, I was like priced out. It like exploded. You know what I mean? Do you have any yeah, Soulsteads? Yeah. So, yeah. So actually, I do like Soulsteads and I also missed the mint because also at the beginning. OK, keep in mind at the beginning, I was just going to get a couple of apes and and just check it out because i wanted to <laughs> that's how they get just the tip just the yeah, and and yeah i ended up kind of so solstice i missed originally but then um recently I, just recently i bought maybe 10 of them or something like that okay <laughs> when it was like maybe two weeks ago because the prices dropped a little bit so it was kind of like time I, I, like i was waiting for an entry point and yeah, and it's interesting. Keep in mind, there is a couple of competitors already. So there is, uh, I forget what it's even called. It's like Neo Nexus or something like that. Okay. It's a really it's a very similar concept. It's just completely different aesthetics and styling. And so Neo Nexus is kind of like super futuristic. Solstead is kind of like more friendly. I think, I mean, it makes more sense in a way for the market because it goes together more with, let's say, the Solana Monkey business better and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I really got into um, Solana Surfers. 
Okay. So that one I really like. Um, effectively, it's kind of like punk style art, um, but it's uniquely Solana kind of. Okay. Yeah. Well, like so I said, really as we mentioned things, we'll definitely have Billy throw up like images on the. So for those okay. of you who are going to watch the video, you'll get to see some of what, like when we mentioned Solana surfers, we'll put, throw one or two up and then that way people can kind of get that vibe as well. And uh, so that's dope because yeah. I don't have any of those. I think the only stuff I have up to so far on Solana, I've got the, uh, the, the soul lions, I've got uh, some DJ apes. And then I got the bone, uh, bone world, you know what I mean? And, uh, ah, okay. I think, I think you have, you have the jungle cats, I think. Okay. I the soul lions. Cause ironically there's a soul lions, but it's completely different. No, I think I got soul lions, man. I think really? it's like, like, isn't it the 3d one? Remember the one? No, it's not 3d. I'll show, I'll show it to you. Know, ah, we'll post okay, it up okay. here too. Well, you won't see it until, you know, whatever, but the, uh, so what about, uh, this bone world? Did you get any bone, bone worlds, yeah, so any skellies? Bone world. I mean, you know, complete disclosure i'm in almost every one of them so <laughs> yeah. i mean i mean so it's right now because they're minting maybe close to 50 a day right now no way so really right now what that's really how many nfts are going live on solana right now yeah well, of course oh my that, god that's the point. like like Damn. effectively it's just so cost prohibitive like it's hard it's easy to say oh you know board ape yeah i paid 200 dollar transaction man that sucks whatever but it's a completely different game when the NFTs maybe worth fifty dollars. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Like, are you willing to pay two hundred dollars to mint it? It's a tough game, you know. Like, yeah. it becomes so cost prohibitive that it's not even about oh no, we only want to have it be like like not cost prohibitive for the premium memberships. The problem is that for it to become a premium club, it needs to play out too. No, nobody really knows, you know. Like board ape. Uh, board apes were also minted for something really cheap, right? Like yeah, point zero seven something like this. So yep. the point is that that has to be the strategy throughout. But it's very hard to play out this strategy from a game theory perspective because you know if you're like, because I also played on Ethereum as well. I minted some of like I think I think it was called Rebel Bots, and you know like, it, but it was tough because you know you mint it, you know effectively you're losing money on the spot. Whereas in Solana, I mean, maybe maybe you are, maybe you're not, because at least all the value is going towards the ecosystem itself. Yeah, and we were having that conversation too earlier on a different call about you know gas when it's this high, right? For bigger purchases, if you're going to pay one, you know, two ETH for something, the gas kind of just absorbs in. It's not as big of a deal. But you're right for those lower level projects that are you know doing volume and and are minting at you know sub point one ETH, like. You know, gas at some point are costs as much as it costs to actually buy the token. So then, yeah. you know, and then so the comment you made about it, the for the infrastructure. So as far as like where the actual fees are going, or what's the what do you mean? Yes, yeah. So in other words, let's say when you mint something, and let's say it costs one Solana, which right now is let's say two hundred forty dollars. Okay, when you mint it, uh, effectively the transaction fees are negligible. You may be then a mint is a more complicated transaction because there are multiple transactions. Uh, yeah. into one but let's say it's like way way more expensive but it's going to be like one cent you know like in other yeah. words that means that when, when you paid one solana that 240 dollars is going to the team that uh, correct it's not going to the miners it. yeah it's not so going really to you're, in a way since you paid to be part of that club you effectively your investment went into the club so in yeah. a way even though you paid it it's not really lost you know, as long as, um, you know, the team members are good custodians yeah. of that capital and are able to convert it. Into and that's, a, that's a great point. The money, all the money that you're paying, because if you look at it, the total spent, right? So if you're spending the same amount to mint the same, you know, one and one, in one case on Solana, you have literally 99.999% of the money going to the people that you're buying from that you're trying to support because you want to give them the money so they further invest and hit their roadmap targets and do the things they want to do, as opposed to half going to the team, the other half going to the anonymous miners just for literally. Yeah, like, and and, and you also, know. you know, like, <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, but I do want to push back just a little something just because, you know, uh, you know, I'm not a Bitcoin maxi, but I, but I, I do uh, love you some you know, Bitcoin. It, I do love me some Bitcoin, <laughs> and 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 I think that you know fees, fees are underestimated. You know the importance of them because you know 
that is what leads to more decentralization, right? You need incentive in order to promote more decentralization. And so more fees lead to more incentive, which leads to more decentralization, which is why literally the sole reason why Bitcoin is the most decentralized in the world. And, um, you know, I think the problem is Ethereum's inefficiency. Um, but, you know, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I actually, it's one of the things, it's, I, and I'm amazed, like, Sol is my second largest holding by far. Um, but what do you think is the incentive to further decentralize other than a mandate, right? There's, you know, there's, there's a clear mandate, there's a clear uh, desire, and there's a clear, you know, path towards that in the community. But what do you think is the incentive with fees being as low as they are? Well, technically, it's still an economic incentive. So really, it's the same mission. It's just, uh, let's say, first of all, the, the one main difference is the specifics of, of how they accomplish that mission. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with just the different tech that Solana is operating on. Yes. Only proof of stake, but it has the proof of history stuff. And yeah. the way that it operates the proof of stake actually does it in a little bit different way. So I would argue that the tech is actually much better which also kind of makes sense because when Ethereum was created, there was nothing really else that was- 100%. Now that we had Ethereum, we can kind of actually learn from their mistakes and create new ones that won't really reach the same, you know, bottlenecks that Ethereum has. Yeah. Now, the other part about it is that really it comes down, so let's say in Ethereum, you can effectively run an Ethereum like a validator on a Raspberry Pi. And that's why, and that's in a way that was the purpose so that effectively it becomes more decentralized yes in solana it's the complete opposite of that you need an ultra powerful computer really really good connection and i'm talking about like even if you wanted to you know create this computer right now on the spot it will probably cost you like maybe four grand something like this yeah. to meet the minimum standards that are required so if you want even not minimum or above that so on so what that means is that, but all those entities, they're still operating on a, kind of, I guess, on an economic incentive arrangement. Now, the difference from my perspective, how I see it is that one, the tech is better and the you kind of, I guess, since you allow bigger players with more funds to operate it, you end up with a lot more professional operators. So that's my argument. Effectively, really, people are putting uh, these server, uh, these computers. They're putting them as servers in in data centers directly, directly connection, direct connection mm -hmm. to the internet, and that allows them to actually have the power to be able to be a proper validator. Mm -hmm. and I I would guess that those two constructs together is the thing that allows this to work. Because also, I mean, the problem is that you know, like I guess. How would I know this? Uh, you know, when I was talking about Solana originally, we were talking about April, they had literally, you know, maybe 150, 200 validators. Yeah. Now it's already almost 1,500 validators. Okay. So, you know, like in average, there was no mandate. Oh, everybody must create a validator, obviously, because there is nobody to mandate. Yeah. But if people, if there is such growth, that means that there is economic incentive there. And also, I mean, obviously, I follow a lot of Solana people. Some of them are more technical, so they actually broke it down. And it looks like the operating margin of operating a validator is like 50%. So, you know, it works. And yeah. effectively, as they increase, as the Solana Foundation increases their demands for whatever the minimum requirements are to run a server, I'm going to presume that they're going to use the actual real costs and real revenues as kind of, I guess, the chokehold points to decide how much they can push it because otherwise, you know, nobody is going to do the validating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think, and that's, that's, you know, a lot. <laughs> wait, wait, I, I, no, but I just wanted to push back. I wanted to push back on JT's comments a little bit, just because it's like, you know, anonymous, you know, miners, who cares? I, you oh, know, no, miners say, in yeah, all of this shit, in the whole world yeah, of crypto, they make the it most run, important people in the world are the miners. Yeah, the yeah, miners yeah, are the ones that provide miners, the security, right? Shout and that's where miners. it starts and where it ends. And so, yeah, shout out to the miners because the miners are the ones that, you know, are, I was are, just are, all I was doing was just, you know, sort of reiterating Yoni's point about 
where the money goes and how from a per project basis, when you're looking at specific NFTs, it's less about the ecosystem. Like when I'm spending that money, I'm spending it because I really am trying to buy into that particular project. Not that I'm necessarily trying to support the entire ecosystem. Although to your point, supporting the entire ecosystem without that, there'd be no NFTs. It's kind of like a chicken and the egg thing, but either way, it's still the chicken came first. It's all good. Also keep in mind that um, Ethereum has a very specific issue. And the issue is that having enough throughput of transactions at a specific moment in time, that's why you actually see such variance in gas fees. Sometimes it's $3 to send transactions, sometimes it's 500. So it comes down to not that technically the system can handle the transactions. If they're evenly spread out, it could handle them, but it's such, the tech has such low throughput. Throughput, yeah. That's really the issue. If they actually change their tech, because it wasn't really built for NFT. So you could effectively assume that, you know, the transactions are going to be, you know, kind of happening somewhat more spread out. But when you have an NFT and they're like, you know, yeah. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's when we were dropping it. Guess what? Everybody's connecting at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And yeah. And that's when, since there is such low f- throughput, that's when the auctions just go crazy. And the gas goes nuts. Yep, food. all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, well, because they're trying to disincentivize transactions, right? They're trying to get, that's yeah, why yeah. the gas fees go up. It's like, we're trying to disincentivize more, more throughput. And that's yep. why originally I was thinking about NFTs is kind of like maybe more of a niche thing for, for blockchains. But now I realize that that's probably the most important piece of the blockchain, not because of what they even necessarily represent, but just because there's such demand, it's completely kind of, I guess, general population, uh, you know, like specific because, you know, like if, you, if you're into DeFi or whatever, you have to kind of be more into it. But this applies to everybody and everybody likes it. And hence it becomes the most important thing because onboarding is almost more important than anything else. If you yep. have 5 billion people with a Solana wallet, it almost doesn't matter if Solana was the worst tech, you know, like, it's just like, yeah, it's where the people are. So let's real quick. Cause I know we only have a couple more minutes and then we got a bit of a hard stop today. So, um, and we're packing a lot in, in a short period of time. So we've only got a few more minutes. I think you mentioned a few, are there any projects coming up on uh, the Solana via NFT that you're excited about? We do so, this on the, our uh, other NFT shows. One too. of them that was pretty interesting the other day was, um, let me see. I guess it was effectively, well, one of them is actually the Degen Apes. So they have a drop that's coming of uh, Degen Trash Pandas. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. A different team that's nice. running Degen Trash Pandas, but they're going to give a one for one for every ape. Nice. And also they're going to mint another 10,000. So really it's kind of, I guess, a way to increase. Expand. Yeah. Expand. And at the same time, also that would make the Degen Apes the upgrade point if anybody wants to. Sure. Because also there's going to be utility that's attached if you have both. So, uh, and that's happening effectively, I, I think next week sometime. So uh, actually I think the mint is happening on the 14th, but next min- next week sometime, if you have a Degen Ape, make sure to unlist it because then you're going to be able to get the token to be able to mint one. Yeah, that's an interesting point too. And that's part of why I delisted my ape and what I was talking about before, because if you have it listed, then it's as if the token shows up, not in your wallet, but in the wallet of the, and that's actually, see, there's a lot we could cover. We're going to have to just pick this up in like a week or something, because, you know, one of the other things I want to talk about that we're not going to have a lot of time is the marketplaces, right? Because, you know, OpenSea is such a force on the Ethereum side. That, you know, I think one of the things holding Solana back initially was that, you know, you have Sol and Art and a few others that, you know, um, but I think as the marketplaces improve and get better on the Solana side, you know, FTX has the NFT piece now. And then I have another question and we're not going to be able to get all these answered. So we're going to have to come back to it. But is when Coinbase launches, are they going to offer the Solana NFTs on Coinbase? Do you know? Do you have any idea like how that's going to work? I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to assume that eventually they will. But uh, keep in mind that the reason that let's say FTX is offering them is because the founder is a very big Solana supporter. So I sure, and that's SBF. What up, SBF? Yes. You know. So and also, I guess yeah. At the beginning, when uh, marketplaces came up on Solana, there was really one main one. It was called Solanart. Yep. The Solanart.io. Mm-hmm. Now there are multiple, and 
there is a couple of them. So one of them is called Magic Eden. So Magic Eden.io. Yep. Magic Eden.io. Really yep. Way better than Solan Art. Then okay. yeah. that's also really good is Alpha Art. So alpha.art. Okay. And um, and then there's also uh, Digital Eyes. I forget. Yep, I remember. Did you, I've, yep. So, so now, but they're specific. So if I list my DJ Nape on Solan Art, can I not list it on the other ones or you can list it on the other ones? But, oh, but you the can. thing is, the way it works is that the moment that you list it, you enter into a, co- a, a smart contract with the wallet of the marketplace. And what they do is they effectively take your NFT and give you an IOU for this NFT, meaning that you can every time, okay. anytime you can log in and pull out that NFT. Yep. But at the same time, what that means is that when you look it up on the blockchain, that NFT shows up in the wallet of the yep, the exchange the wallet the, ah interesting that's different projects decide to address it differently so some of them are like well we're gonna do the airdrop to the nft marketplace and you know you need to kind of sort it out with them you know like they try to make arrangements with the marketplace and so on but what most projects tend to do which i mean it kind of makes sense effectively they tell you hey you know you don't unlist it no airdrop for you and that also causes this pressure to to hold it you know yeah well no and yeah 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 in some projects even on eth and everything where they try to you know discourage listing it right because they want to keep the floor high and all that kind of stuff so they want people to feel you know wanting to make it sticky so all right well look a lot of info and i think dude we're just scratching the surface but you know this yeah. was great we just wanted to get you on the show since it's been a while and uh yeah, you, fall mo- you fall you know pr- pr- prior to actually hitting the record button we were we were kicking around some of these projects and you FOMO'd me into the uh, uh, shadow. What is it? Shadowy. Shadowy supercoder. So that's another yeah. one that's very interesting. Shadowy I now have supercoders. Yeah. I now have ten of those. I've got one in every hoodie. <laughs> okay, so here, so I can tell you another interesting one. So one for every one, hoodie. There is one called Turtles. Turtles. And, okay. You know, like effectively, it's like a pixelated turtles. Okay. There is three thousand three hundred thirty-three of them, and right. the guy who's running it, or at least the guy who's in charge. Um, I mean, he's really good. I don't know what to call it. He's just kind of on top of it and he's trying new things. So how he even got into it is because they made an announcement. We're giving away 70% of our royalties as dividends back to holders. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, I'm in. Yeah. You know, I bought a <laughs> bunch of them, but then because they wanted to get listed on FTX and because FTX has to abide by US regulations, they're like, well, you know, royalties, I don't know how SEC is going to look into it. Yep. So he dropped the royalties thing, but instead they're doing something like sweeping the floor of all the turtles and then keeping it in a DAO wallet and then decide what to do with it later, maybe distribute it between holders or whatever, whatever yeah. is, seems to be the most profitable way to do it. Now, and, yeah. and, com- and compliant, hopefully. Yeah. So the guy, I... so, right. so the guy decided to do a launchpad of other projects out of the launchpad. Some of some of the projects effectively they have to give up 20% or something like that of all their NFTs to the turtle holders that are going to be airdropped randomly to the holders. And then they also have to give up like 10% of royalties to the turtle holders as well. Yeah. And also pay some sort of fee or something like that. So then they launched this project that's called Baby Apes. Also, like pixelated apes kind of trying to compete with um with uh, Solana Monkey business, I guess. Yeah. And those apes decide to make a coin called Oogie. <laughs> and they will only drop it if you have the ape, they'll do drops, effectively try to cash in on the whole meme thing, meme coin thing, and they'll drop it every week, some sort of predetermined amount of Oogie. Now, the thing is, the whole thing got so crazy out of control that you could actually own one of the baby apes and make all your money back from just the Oogie tokens dropping on this. <laughs> I just had turtles, so I just keep getting airdropped these random things. As a result, I'm in some, so many projects due to them. And this is kind of like the way it works. Because if you were to calculate it, I mean, I probably already received 50% in dividends over the last four weeks, just if you calculate the value of all the airdrops. Yeah, for sure. So it's very interesting concepts that are all happening. Ah, also, by the way, the turtles part, what's interesting, they actually, as far as we're concerned, is they use turtles.com. Oh, no way. That's a great domain name. Hell yeah. All roads lead to domains, baby. That's right. Yeah. So the guy's actually very domain forward. And as a result with Oogie, so O-O-G-I, he also has oogie.com. So you can go check it out. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. And who is it that, who is that, who is that? 
crazy because there's so many different iterations. There's and all of this is happening live and changes like once a day, once a week. So it's funny because even when they're like, because I joined just due to their royalties, really. Even though they had like a pretty cool community, it's just like kind of like a little bit oh, different. Yeah, look at that, man. Dude knows domains. What does he call himself like online? Like, what's his uh the king? The king, okay. <laughs> That's what's I, up. I don't man. remember on Twitter, but it, but in Discord you can see the term. Okay, shout out to the king, man. Like, all right, look, there's a lot to unpack here, and I know we gotta go. I know Drew's got something, and I know you got something, but um I'm going to look at all this stuff, dude. This is like, but this is, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is down the rabbit hole. And like, yeah, you know, like you just start going and going and going. And before you know it, man, we got turtles and baby apes and Ubi this coins is, and all yeah. this hot shit. So, but it's a, it's a problem because Yanni just makes me FOMO so hard. I, well, this is what I mean. We talk to him. And the next thing I know, I'm like, yo, we got to regroup and rechange our whole strategy on everything, you know? So, but um, anyway, man, but not a bad thing at the end of the day, for sure. So, I, I hope in the future there is a way, you know, and, and I feel like this has to happen, but like, you know, because the reality is, is, you know, other than Bitcoin, which I think is the hardest motherfucking money on the planet and will never be usurped in terms of just being hard money, right? Like it doesn't need to be anything more than I'm just not a Bitcoin hard exactly, money. But go ahead. But, but beyond on. that utility, <laughs> there's like all these other things, DeFi and yeah. NFTs. And, you know, just transactions and, and like, and Solana is like such, so clearly like just better tech on yeah. all of that. Right. Yeah. And it was very that, um, Remember when I went to your house originally, when I wanted to show yeah, you, you were just yeah. able to use it. Then you're like, oh, and it was like, it. oh my God, it's just yeah. like, go, it's just turnkey. It's just go like, all right, here we go. But my point is, is like, I hope because, you know, there are some really dope. I, I do still think that the best NFTs that have launched are on Ethereum. And it's like, I hope that there's some way to bridge it in the future where it's like, all right, I got I got all these Board Ape Yacht Clubs, right? Like, and the, the culture and the stuff that's been built around Board Ape Yacht Club, for example, is like so much bigger than good, yeah. Ethereum, right? Or, or, or like, it's like it, 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 it transgresses any, any or trend. What's the word? Trans. Transcends. It transcends, you know, being something that just happens to be on Ethereum. And it's like, I, I wish I could move my apes to Seoul, right? Like, like I hope that that's possible. You can already. So there, there are ways to move it through wormholes. So the way it works, there are special protocols. The problem is that it's very technical, but how it would work is effectively you have, let's say, Ethereum. You send it to, the, to a special a procedure effectively with a protocol that works as a wormhole between both. You deposit it in a vault here. The vault locks and it gives you an exchange, an equivalent Solana token on the other side. Oh. So it's like it's like a it's like a sorry. It's like a stable coin. So kind of like stable coin, except what really happens, they actually create a new token that equals that one. And the only way to unlock your old token is by inserting the Solana token back in. So it's kind of like- oh, Dude, that's, that's crazy. It's like- Here we airlock. go, baby. It's a wormhole. Yeah, so it's a wormhole that leads to an airlock. And then you are out literally like as if you go from, it's like a video yes. game. You're in this fucking yes, world. It's, it's exactly you like- You jump it. down the hole and you pop out and then you're like, yo, I'm gonna fuck around over Hell here. Yeah. And exactly. then I'm gonna go back. Yeah. Dude, and then, it's like so, so really jumping timelines. Right now, it's actually very difficult because you have to know exactly what you're doing. There's many, many steps to, to follow and then hopefully do it well. And then there is also confusion because a lot of people are just like creating their own fake NFTs. Yeah, you got to be careful. Let's say, um, that'll all get that'll all get better. I guess here, one last yeah. thing real quick, Yoni. The, um, uh, so one of the things we love about the Board Ape Yacht Club is the IP rights, right? Like if you own a Board Ape, you get all the IP rights. We're doing some really big shit with that that's going to come out here in the next week and change. Um, that could really is going to be crazy, crazy. And uh, we're super excited about it. So DJ and Apes, for example, do you know, like, because I just haven't looked at it. I haven't read their terms and conditions. Like, do you have the ability to use your Ape and do whatever you want with it? Yes, yes. So that's exactly it. In fact, they, from what I understand, because I remember we were, I was listening to one of the DAO discussions because people were concerned that with the, I forget if, if it was with the punks or the board apes, that once you reach $100,000. That's the punks. Yep, that's a punks. It's the punks. And I think it's actually lower. I think it's like 40000 or 60000 Okay. 
Anyway, so then you start having to owe royalties, and not only that, but you're restricted in what you can even do. Never mind the royalties. Yeah, you can't just go out and do whatever you want. But it so, sounds like so the DJ and apes. Yeah, the DJ and apes. I'm very certain that there there is none of this. Yeah, like, like, there is a very very big pushback against it, and you know, like that would be really like, sick to see some people use the DJ and apes like a little animated show or some other stuff, kind of like yeah, some yeah. of the stuff so that we're seeing. There's a lot of really cool stuff that's happening, and that's why I'm thinking maybe. You know, you guys should get a little bit more involved in the DJ apes. <laughs> you know, connect all apes together. Yeah, apes yeah. together strong, baby. Apes four apes together strong. that's the name of the show. Baby. There's our there's our show title. Apes, apes together strong. strong. Yeah, talking about all of it, tying it all together. All right, dope, man. Well, look, I know we got to go. This is awesome as always, man. We're gonna let's let's reconnect as a team sooner than later for sure. Um, but, you know, I now am going to probably spend the rest of my afternoon fucking picking off, uh, you know, Solana NFTs. Have we seen the same kind of bear market with the Solana NFTs in the last couple yeah. of weeks that we've seen? So it kind of yeah. it's somewhat consistent, you know, but also yeah, yeah. Solana has been ripping like ETH has been. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. that so also makes why, sense. Yeah. Solana has been even ripping even harder. So yep. that's also yeah, way harder. <laughs> ETH yeah. is up like 10 percent. Solana's up, up like, like 300. 400. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I just met within the last like two weeks, though. As a result, when that happens, like I said, when I minted the Dijon Ape, Solana was at it one to mint one was six Solana, and Solana was at forty dollars. And yeah. now it's literally the equivalent of one Solana. So that's why a lot of people, even if they bought one for let's say fifty Solana, they might sell it for you know forty-five now just yeah. because they're like, hey, I made all this money, I want to cash yeah. in on this. Yeah. Because a lot of people were buying them literally for the purpose of making money. And I guess this is kind of like a weird roundabout way. But I mean, I guess that still works. Well, and it's the same conversation we have about one ETH equals one ETH, one soul equals one soul. And look, there's yeah. no doubt that you're going to have market factors that are going to play into it when there's a big run up. I mean, it's just the way it goes because people's lives are still rooted in U.S. dollars. So ultimately, like when they're looking at making a profit, you know, they're still thinking about it as I do, you know, you can't ignore it completely. So, yeah, um, and, and it's all good. And I think it's fine. I mean, that's cool. People are making money, even selling for less soul than they bought it for. Yeah. They're still making a bunch of dough. It's like, that's great. You know, it's their journey and they're doing well. So it's all good. And the crypto market is just so dynamic that even a lot of people who are into NFTs are also, let's say, into DeFi or they're also into trading. As a result, let's say, if there's an opportunity to be trading, let's say some meme coins or something like that, they'll literally sell some of their nfts to get liquidity use that liquidity to do some trading and then get back in so it's oh, just yeah. kind of when you when that's the reality i think whatever ecosystem or even regardless whatever other things are happening in the crypto sphere if you're in the nfts you can be affected by by it i mean financially i mean yeah yep for sure all right, cool, man. Well, like I said, all good stuff. Drew, thanks for hanging on longer than your hard stop. That's always appreciated. Yoni, thank you for being here. Always, always appreciated. And like I say in every show, thank you to the audience. Without you, there's no us. You know where to find us. Hit us up. You got questions. You got comments. We'll be here doing our thing on Domain Sherpa down the rabbit hole. Rabbit hole gang. Make the joint go bang. You know, we do what we do, and uh, we appreciate all y'all. So with that, we'll see you next time here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains, and sometimes those roads lead to NFTs. You know what I'm saying. All right, peace out. We'll see you next time. <laughs> it don't matter what you do.